Your attention, please, and welcome in to Yap Chicago. We appreciate you hitting player wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at YapChicago underscore or on Instagram at YapChicago. You can also call and leave us a message at 312-985-6006. As always, this episode is brought to you by Tribe Coffee Co. Early mornings, afternoon pick-me-ups, even that late night cafecito or even that Café Loya cold brew. Visit TribeCoffeeCo.com. Use promo code YapShy for 10% off of your order. My name is Edgar Perez. I'm your host sitting here alongside... Lazy F baby, what it do? I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. It's been so it's, long. It's been so long. Your ears are not deceiving you. This is a new episode of Yap Chicago. We're back after f- f- four, three, I don't know. three it's weeks. Been a long time. It's been a long time. Long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 been a minute, man. It's been a minute. Uh, we definitely didn't leave you guys on purpose, but you know, life and work and Vegas. Vegas got all got in the way. I feel like it culminated with Vegas, right? Because that was our last episode. It was right before we, we went to Vegas or getting ready for Vegas. I think it was getting ready for Vegas. Yeah. Getting ready for Vegas. That was our last episode. Then I couldn't. We came back. You were you were just backed just up with a work. bunch of work. And then family. Then I had family over last weekend. It was nice seeing my, my, my wife's uh, sister came over from Bolivia. She came to visit. It was nice seeing them. Nice having the family over. And... I I was thinking about uh, recording the podcast and everything, but uh, I don't know. I just I felt I would have felt weird like just leaving everybody. Yeah, and I feel just like going I, away. I talked you out of that one. I was just like, dude, I, I, or not really talked you out, but I just brought it up to you. I was like, you really sure you want to leave? Because you know it's gonna be like you're gonna feel like you're gonna have to go upstairs and yeah, yeah. I would have felt weird because I mean, in my head, I was like, you know what? We could, we could come in, we can knock out the podcast, and I'll post it. No worry about it. It's fine. But then we tried to do that today, and we sat here and watched the rest of the Bulls game. Yeah. For <laughs> and it's Thursday, so it's always football or something going on. Right, and yeah. Right, right now is like the amazing time of sports where it's football, baseball, basketball, and there's even fucking hockey going on and shit. Yeah, hockey in the news in Chicago lately, right? Yeah. Ooh, not, not, it's not a good look. There's a bunch of stories going on that we missed Chicago. We're, we're going to touch on a, a bunch of stories to the Bears. Are struggling. The Bulls come out hot to the start of the season. Uh, even the World Series is starting out now. But um, I think the first thing we wanted to talk about was the Blackhawks and everything that's going on. Even even today when I came in, I feel like that was the first thing we talked about. Yeah, it was another situation with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks as the uh, the independent investigation by the law firm of Jenner and Block released their findings on the uh, sexual assault lawsuit and allegation that was brought on to the Blackhawks. And it, it's it's a lot of details that were confirmed and a lot came out of it as to who actually knew about the situation. And the lack of accountability that happened afterwards. Yeah. It seemed like it was an issue that to them was pushed aside just because they were literally in the hunts of their first cup run. It basically turned into, do you want to... Uh, jeopardize this, you know, the train that they had going on and whatnot. And it's really unfortunate 
because I feel like if they would have addressed it as it happened, in a sense, it could have just like galvanized the group together. Correct. They stand behind their teammates. And for those that don't know, you know, you kind of want to. So, Cal Beach, former Cal uh, Beach, right? Yeah, former uh, player for the Blackhawks, uh, tried to report the fact that there was some sexual misconduct that went on. Um, don't have to really go into depth, of course, but anything that happens like that, it's not okay. And he tried to, uh, I, I wouldn't say the, the word whistleblow, but he tried to bring it to light. Yeah. And they just didn't do anything. He brought it up to to who he should have, and they promised to bring it up the chain of command. And, and by all by all reports, it was brought up to those that should know, and those people decided to do nothing about it as it happened and they even waited till after the cup was over and that guy Brad Aldrich he was allowed to continue on with the team continue on through the playoff run right to celebrate them once they won the parade I mean once they won the cup and go on the parade he was allowed to still be with the team yeah it, the entire situation was fucked um and I know it's that's kind of a a way to say it lightly but it was just completely mishandled in all aspects um to the point where now the ramifications are starting to hit and there's people that are losing their jobs and rightfully so honestly oh yeah for sure how the fuck can you allow that to happen uh, like you said it could have galvanized the team brought everyone together but I, the blackhawks organization just completely fucking fumbled it because mm-hmm. even in when the lawsuits and the investigation started a few months ago um I believe the word that they said was they're going to find out that the these friz, frivolous ag- allegations are going to be wrong, essentially. Yeah. And it's like, if you know that it went up the chain of command as it should have, you know it's not frivolous. Mm-hmm. And how the fuck, like, how can you belittle basically what one person went through and basically shit on it? Because the organization... Put that quote out. They, they use. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they use the word frivolous. So it's just demeaning to to fucking Cal Beach because now he has to feel like those few months leading up to this past week. I'm pretty sure he felt like it's the organization. It's like all the fans kind of against me. And then this report comes out, and now oh, the past ten years and a couple months. Right, right. But it, once once the stuff like actually came up in the news and whatnot, yeah. Um, because the fans didn't know previously, you know. Um, but my thing is, they they completely fu- fucked up when it comes to that. And everyone's, <laughs> everyone but the people that should are looking at it the correct way. I saw a shit ton of hockey people uh, on Twitter say that they should, they wouldn't give a fuck if they destroyed the Stanley Cup, restarted it, and took off fucking uh, Aldridge's name off that shit. Yep, scratch that shit right off. They're like, even if we have to burn this shit down, fucking bring it back back up, they'd be okay with it. Because that's how fucked up of a situation is. And the only yep. two people that matter in the Blackhawks organization that are still on the team backed up like the people that knew. Yeah, before we get to Taze and Kane, what you're alluding to there, I'm I'm glad that everyone that was involved, that was seemingly involved in this meeting that was going on, is no longer with the organization. I think the Blackhawks made a mistake of saying that they allowed Stan Bowman to resign. 
Right. That should have never even been. He should have been gone. an option. He should have been immediately fired. Not allowed to put out a statement, especially under Blackhawks letterhead and Sam shit. Sam Bowman <laughs> put on a statement on, on Blackhawks letterhead, <laughs> saying that he wanted to step away because he didn't want to be a distraction. Not owning up to his mistake, right? Not that I fucked up. It's not I, that I fucked up I, ten years ago. I just don't know how they handle it. He was like, "Hey, you know what, guys? I don't, I don't want to be a distraction. I think I'm a step away." Fuck that. Yeah. I'm glad all those guys are out of the organization. Quinville. Also, uh, yeah, before we started recording. Quinville lost his job. Joel Quinville. That was a big question mark because he was still, as of yesterday when they had a game, he was still coaching. Yeah. It was going to be ridiculous the fact that he, so he was actually, they have a game today. They were, he was supposed to fucking coach in a game today. <laughs> Not anymore. He's now. He resigned. My thing is when they resign, though, do they still get paid their contract? Uh, so, I don't know. So is that I'm sure someone could answer that, but yeah. But is that their no. way to like get away from it and still get paid? Do you get me? So that way they don't really get a. There's no repercussion besides losing their job. I know it sucks, but right. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but nonetheless, I don't think any of the guys, I don't think any of those people, should be back in hockey anytime soon. Agreed, if at all. Uh, now back to Taves and Kane. I was really uh, disappointed and a little like I lost some respect for Jonathan Taves yesterday. Yeah, the fucking leader. <laughs> the captain. Yeah. Oh, captain, my captain. Of those cup runs. After yesterday's game, he was asked about everything and he, like you said, he seemingly said, you know, uh, I don't think all the blame should be put on Stan Bowman. He's a great guy. He's done great things for the organization. I'm paraphrasing here, but this is essentially right. what he said. He called Sam Bowman and Al McIsaac great guys. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they've been great to me. They've been great to the organization. They made this a, a destination for players to come and play. And he's basically stood by them. And it's really unfortunate because I think if you listen to the Lawrence Holmes show today on, what's it, Thursday? The Lawrence Holmes episode on, on Thursday, he closed his show out by saying that Jonathan Taves earned a lot of respect in this city, in the communities, with his efforts, his, his charity works. And if you want to, even, even, for, even for those people that may want to give him a pass for this, because he was at the time a 22-year-old young. young captain. It's 10 years later, man. He's a grown-ass man, 32, 33 years old. And he's still protecting the people that shouldn't be protected. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. That's that's. And I that's know- very disappointing to hear that from Jonathan Taze. And I uh, remember these last two years when the when the Hawks were bad, everyone was like saying, oh, you got to rebuild this team, but you can't trade these guys. I think, I think now it's a little easier for people to accept if either of these guys get moved. Yeah, and I know Kane kind of has the – black eye in his uh his past with yeah. shit that he's gone through so that doesn't help his case either no i know he's probably like the most skilled player that's ever been on the blackhawks but with that being said shit like that it's just as a teammate like how do you ever expect them to ever have your back right they're they're kind of company men if you think about oh, it. oh 100 like how the fuck 
and it's it's really sad and it's just been a terrible fucking look for for the Blackhawks. Like it's it's bad enough that they're sucking it up. Yeah. But then this huge fucking bomb comes out that they all knew basically. I mean, it it's a shame cuz they wanted to sweep this under the rug. You know, when, when HR finally got to Brad Aldridge, they gave him the ultimatum. Either leave the organization or we're going to have to investigate. And he chose to leave. And of course that led him to go in the college ranks. And he got kicked kids. off for misconduct there. And of course, after that, that led him to the high school ranks where he assaulted another 16-year-old boy. Right. And was convicted and went to jail for nine months. Yeah. It, and that's only the cases we know about. Right. And that's the thing that I'm sure, I mean, I can't say I'm sure, but I'm sure that there, there, there's other people that have been. Probably. Yeah. Which is fucked up because it could have been stopped from adults. Right. Right. And the Hawks just look even worse. They they all that work they did to rebuild their brand. They, they to st- go on that dynasty. Boy, they stunk in the fucking uh two thousands. They were bad. <laughs> they were really bad. People weren't going to games. Nope. They were fi- they weren't even on TV. Yeah. <laughs> and they finally get put on, they get Taze and Kane and they go on this tremendous run of success. And for what? So flush it all down the drain because you didn't want to fire your video coordinator? Yeah, it's not even fired because you didn't want to report him, right? Investigate him. You just wanted this shit to go away, and look what it led to: a fucking six-year-old boy got assaulted. Yeah, and like I said earlier, it could have been stopped. It it could have been at least a huge ass red flag where if he were to do that to an adult grown man, there's no fucking way that they're gonna allow him into a college campus onto high school. Yeah. It could have, yeah, this could have been prevented fucking 10 years ago. And all just to save face so that they can try to go on a cup run. It's it's really bad how, how the Blackhawks handle it. It's a, it's a true stain on that organization as a whole. They really just tore down everything they've built up over the last 10 years. Uh, it's a sad day. It was a sad time for the Blackhawks. Send them a Rosemont. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here, man. I did have one question, though. And there is no right or wrong answer to this, or depending on what people lean, I just, I'm just curious about what you think. When something like this happens, when there's a stain on an organization in this way, the people involved are now gone, right? Are you, are you going to ask if like they should get uh, penalized, the organization? No, well, they did. They got fined $2 million for it. But I'm, oh, I'm asking in a, in a sense of a fan. Because... When this, when all the, when all these details finally came to light, yesterday, we saw plenty of people saying, "Oh, I'll never support the Blackhawks again. I'm out. I'm done." Other people were just saying, "Fuck Stan Bowman, fuck Quinville, fuck everybody involved." Are you, as a fan, are you supporting the Blackhawks even after they got rid of the all the people that were seemingly involved, and you're just supporting? the team and the name itself. Like, is that enough to retain your fandom or because of the way they handled and because those guys were underneath the organization, you're just done with the organization as a whole. So honestly, and I, I feel like, like you said, it's not only a Blackhawks thing. We're just talking about it because this stuff is 
coming up on the news, but there's been a lot of shit going on on the fucking news lately with fucking Gruden while we were gone. Oh, yeah. the While we were on the fucking airplane back. Yeah. The Washington football team, all those emails and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, sexual allegations on their end, too. I would not blame anyone if they did not become a fan or did not stay a fan, I should say, of right. the Blackhawks, of any organization that it goes, it sinks so low. Um, for myself personally, like, I, I like hockey a lot, but I wasn't, like, huge into, like, like let's go fucking, like, let's go Blackhawks. For, honestly, like, for me, it was a lot of, uh, kind. I learned from watching the Blackhawks. But mm-hmm. I would say I, I just liked watching like good hockey, so playoff hockey, shit like that. Watching good teams, and then the Blackhawks were like secondarily like my team, you know. Yeah. Just like good hockey one, Blackhawks two, but it makes me not not want to fucking root for them at all. Like because even though, like you said, the people that were part of it aren't there anymore. It's an organization that should especially in such a large market, hold itself at such a high esteem that it doesn't even allow stuff like this to happen. Right. It should nip it in the butt and just, like, how how can it, how did it linger for fucking 10 years? And it's just, I, honestly, like, I, I don't know if I can, like, be a Blackhawks fan. And I was just talking about it yesterday. Like, I was watching the game that were up 2-0, and then the fucking report comes out, like, officially and shit and i'm just like well that kind of like i i feel weird watching this now if that yeah. makes sense yeah um but i personally wouldn't blame anyone if they didn't want to be a fan if they didn't want to stay a fan yeah and i don't blame the ones that <clears throat> decide to stay and continue to support the blackhawks as a team you right. know you're rooting for for the team that's the team you grew up rooting for your fandom is rooted deep inside of you from growing up and your interest. I, I will, though, criticize those that I heard plenty of people on the radio this morning saying, oh, this happens in sports all the time, guys. <laughs> Which is really... Let, let, let's, let's not pretend that it doesn't happen. It's like, oh, sure. But every one of these accounts, maybe not styles like this specifically, any type of scandals like like this where it impacts other people directly should be brought to light. For sure. And let's be real. We both know that in every league, in every organization, there's some shady stuff going on. There's fixers out there, right? They pay some people to go away. They pay some people, some things to, you know, just disappear. Get out of here. No more in the headlines. Sign this. Take this money. You out. All those things are just as bad, man. Yeah, agreed. And especially with uh, the same way that the Washington football team handled everything that came out. So this is another thing that happened while we were gone. Um, their emails came out. They had some inappropriate language. They had, I believe, videos and photos of cheerleaders getting dressed and shit like that. Um, and to sweep it under the rug, probably like one of their best football players ever, Sean Taylor, that passed away like 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um they try to do like a jersey ceremony for him in like four days' notice. Yeah, they wanted to retire his his number, and it was just basically they like announced hey, it midweek. Yeah, they announced it like on Wednesday for a Sunday game, and they were just trying to sweep everything under the rug, trying to get some good publicity. Yeah, 
for any Washington football team fan, I would not be mad if they fucking... Yeah, especially because a lot of that drama is tied to the owner himself. Exactly. And the owner of the team. Literally the organization. Like, <laughs> exactly. Which is why I bring up the question for the uh, about the Blackhawks. It's like, to, to my extent, to the report's extent, like the warts didn't really know what was going on right. until now. Which sucks because, like I said, all the effort that they did to rebuild this organization, to bring it to the status where people looked at the Blackhawks as the model franchise legitimate in all professional sports yeah and now to just down the shitter down the shitter start over blackhawks no one likes you no one likes you anymore I, honestly though like I, I would like to hear everyone that's listening to us their opinion and shit um please tell us on twitter like and just honestly you could just rant because you could just say like it's such a shitty fucking thing that it makes you never want to root for them again like when you yeah. just fucking say it out loud. And you don't even have to be a big Blackhawks fan. I'm just curious about people's opinion. Yeah. If this happened on the fucking Bears or in the Sox or Cubs, whatever. All these situations, it's just, it's it's a bad look. You know, support and our hearts go out to Kyle Beach. It's just, it sucks that he's been in this position for 10 years. And he's had to live with this on his mind. Yeah, There's no way you could do anything to suppress it, to... To give that back, give that peace of mind back. Right. So, yeah. <sighs> exhausting, exhausting gag. Let us know. Give us a call, 312-985-6006. Let us know. If this happened to your favorite team, would you still be around? Would you still support the team? Or would you want nothing to do with this team at all going forward? And it sucks because on the other side of things, there's – some good stuff going on in the United Center with the Bulls. Yep. So this this news fucking leaks where all that shit's going on with the Blackhawks and they're fucking stinking it up when it comes to actually play on ice. But mm-hmm. then the Bulls are fucking balling out their ass. Yeah, let's transition to a better topic. Here. Yeah. <laughs> this, all this Blackhawks talk got me mad, got me a little sad. All right. That's one of the reasons why we kind of wanted to put it in front of the show so we can move on and have a lighter topic for the rest of the show, because while this is important, we wanted to address it first. Right. I also want to have fun, which <laughs> is why this show was why we do this show in the first place. And you don't really hear us addressing super serious topics on this show. No, but that, this had to be, but this ha- about. It had to be addressed. It, ha- it had to be talked about because it's, it's just, God. All right. To the bulls now. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bulls started off hot in the beginning of the year. They're what for now. Bulls 4 0 start first time since 96. 96, 97 year, I think. Yep. Yeah. They lose tonight to the Knicks. In a hard, hard fought game. Down 12 points in the last two minutes. Something like that. Came back. back, Lost by one point. Mark Rosen put up an awkward ish shot. Definitely off balance shot. Yeah. uh, For the winner and couldn't knock it down. I don't even think it touched touched the net. I don't even touch the rim. Uh, And the Knicks get past the Bulls. By one in the United Center on Joakim Noah night. Joakim Noah and the gang. It was like all every, in the house. Every fucking previous. Everyone was there. Every previous Chicago Bulls player was there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got Luol. Fucking Dali Barbagarich was in that you shit. Got, <laughs> you got Carlos Boozer in the house. Kirk Heinrich. Thabo Sheik. Thabo Cephalosha. Tony Kukoc. Yeah, but he's always there, right? He's an ambassador yeah. of the team. Yeah. And no, they announced Joakim Noah now 
brand new Bulls ambassador to. Mm-hmm. He'd sign like a one day contract or whatever to retire the, Bull, the honorary contract. You brought up the question. <laughs> Sound like a dick earlier. You said, "Does he even does Joe Kimmel really deserve a night to be honored as the Bulls?" I, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, and I know a lot of fucking people like him. But was he that good though? Like, he was very important to the team, right? Okay. He was the glue <laughs> that held that team together while Derek was hurt. Okay. He was running point center and got votes for MVP. I mean, come on. So uh we're we're gonna start giving out fucking days for one year getting fourth in MVP race and getting bounced in the first round. I mean he was more impactful than that. And getting bounced in the first round that year? Or? Sure. Dude, those, <laughs> no, I'm not saying retire his jersey or anything like that. I know a lot of people want his jersey retired. Right. Come on. I don't even think Derek should get his jersey retired, for being honest. Really? I mean. Nah. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Aside from, like, yeah, he was the youngest MVP. That, yeah. Other That's than all that, you got to say. Uh, what else? Gold medalist. Get mas. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm straight on that. Yeah. Have I mean, a day. Have a day. Honor them. Sure. If they want to put up a section of the United Center where there's like a mural to that team or something, or I don't know, maybe a ring of honor. Pooh's place. Pooh's place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, sure. But does, does Joe Kim Noah deserve the recognition and have a day for himself? Yeah, of course. He was the 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 blood, the heartbeat of those of those teams that got us excited. I understand everyone fucking got hyped when he stole the ball from Paul Pierce and dunk. Got the dunk. <laughs> Cleveland stinks. We all know. I mean, come on. Who goes on vacation to Cleveland? Right. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> that's 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 when I'm heartless. Like I'm just like, <laughs> all right, cool. Like, all right, man, grow up. Be good at basketball. <laughs> he was decent. He was decent, but I always felt like he was never like that good. One, his shot was always fucking iffy, and it's not just because yeah. it looked ugly. All right. <laughs> he was getting that tornado jump shot to go in, and then he hurt, hurt his thumb, and he stopped shooting the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, he he was a hustle player. But probably one of the most effective He's just hustle tough. players of he, that era. He Bulls was a teams. tall hustle player. Like, I don't know, man. It I, I, it's hard to, to arc, because if you look at his overall numbers as a whole, you're like, yeah, so. <laughs> but... But that's why I feel I, I'm I'm shocked that you don't feel differently because we watched those games, we saw the energy, the effort, the like I said, he was the glue to those teams when Derek was hurt. Yeah, he wasn't putting up crazy numbers, but yeah, they were losing the first round. But oh, he's fucking. <laughs> I don't know. I I I, I think he did deserve a uh, a day to himself. And they're just celebrating his career. What's the big deal? Like I said, they're not putting his jersey up in the fucking rafters. They had a seven-minute video for the motherfucker. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> it made you cry. It made me feel. All hey. right? It was better than you feeling to a fucking Tom Brady promo with Adele. Hey, chill, man. <laughs> think I fucking forgot? I know it's been three weeks, so, man. We, <laughs> we didn't forget about that shit. Chill. Now, um, maybe it's because I never, I never really connected with him, if that makes sense. I never how I how for me I I was always like he he had high energy but there was a lot of times where when it mattered he would make the wrong play or he would dribble it off his foot like okay you have heart but you're also awkward like why are you handling the ball because no one else because <laughs> like, Derek's like ah my ankles my knee. Like, I hate neighbor. My general soreness. <laughs> True. <laughs> Dude, 
you that's a that's a callback right there. <laughs> <laughs> like when he just wanted to stop lying. I general soreness. General soreness. What does that mean? I don't know. I just don't want to. I can't play today. It hurts everywhere. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. For me, I. Like, I understand he was the most important player once Derek got hurt before Jimmy became Jimmy. But I don't know. And then it's not like I ever felt like that team was going to actually win, unfortunately. so Yeah, you're right. Uh, I think you just you were a bougie basketball fan back then, and I, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't really appreciate what you Joe Kim was bringing to the team. You you know what? I, I did like his fucking passing ability. I always did fucking yeah. like that. Yeah. But with that being said, like, Stoji. Fucking too many times I saw, like, dribbling off the foot or some dumbass shot where he's fading away. And it's like, motherfucker, why are you, like, <laughs> fading away from 18 feet? Just didn't want to give it to Keith Bogans or Nate Robinson, right? Nate Robinson carried them in that first round playoff against fucking uh, <laughs> he good Brooklyn series. Nets. He had a good series, yeah. <laughs> he had one good game. <laughs> shit, how many good games did fucking Noah have that series? Why are you bringing up bullshit, man? Why are you bringing up bullshit? Let, let that man live. But have his moment in the sun. You know, everyone that's a Gym Class Heroes fan, I understand that they fucking... <laughs> <laughs> they love that he had a change of career. <laughs> and honestly, like, the people that I know that... Like him the most for fucking girls. Who, Noah? Yeah. I swear to God. I don't know, man. I, I, yep, yep. I really I really don't. I really think. there. I don't know what it is. What's clouding your, your, your vision of loyal the appreciation of Joakim Noah and this fan base? Where you think only, only girls liked him. What are you talking about? No, I said a majority of the people that I know that liked him are girls. Maybe you just know a lot of girls. Maybe. But like loyal uh, Yap listener that is also a caller, really like two three times. Bianca, shout out Bianca, shout out Bianca. Three one two nine eight five six zero zero six. Don't be shy. Yeah, um, she fucking loved Joe Kim Noah. Like a motherfucker, he was great. Fucking Travi, Travi McCoy, man. <laughs> she must be fucking hyped about this bull scene though. I remember last year, going back to last year, she asked the question, should I be excited about this about last year's Bull team? And we were like, yeah. yeah. And now, they actually, the uh, Bulls are 4-1 after tonight's game. Almost dug themselves out of a fucking 12-point deficit, which last year wouldn't have happened. They no. would have fucking laid down. Yep. Shout out to uh, AK and Mark Eversley for flipping this entire roster, except for what? Exactly. Three pieces? Yeah. Zach Kobe and Patrick Williams? And Kobe's not really, and Kobe's not hurt right now. Yeah. He's not even. He's not even. Uh, he's not playing. Yeah, yeah. fucking uh, AO's doing a lot of fucking uh, run. He's looking pretty good too. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I know we haven't had the 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 strongest strength of schedule to start the season. You got fucking the Pistons twice, and the Raptors, and the Pelicans. Yeah, but I mean, those are the games you're supposed to win. Last year they would not and they, they look good. They would have gone two for two, and they look good. I mean, who, who's, who's the team they uh Pel- Pel- or OKC? They fucking no, no, no. I know that that was last year. Was that the second Pistons game where they were uh, close? Where they were where they blew that lead? Um, yeah, I think it was the second one. It was a Saturday game. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, that was a Toronto game. Oh, the Toronto game this past uh, Monday. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, where I tweeted it out too. I, I tweeted out after that game. I was like, this last year, last year's team loses that game by ten because they choked away a twenty point lead. Oh yeah, and they barely hung on. 
Yeah, and it, it I remember watching that at the gym because, or a majority of it. Flex. Uh, huh? Hmm? Go ahead. Flex. True. At the gym because um, I think it was the third quarter. They were up by 20, and they fucking cut it down to 10 within 45 seconds. It was just like a three-point barrage, and I was just like, I will... So much for this game. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Here comes, here comes the fucking Bulls, where they make every game competitive and shit." Like last year, we would always talk about it. Like if if you're getting the points uh, when you're live betting and it's the Bulls at half and they're winning by fifteen or twenty, yeah. take the other team's points. Like <laughs> if the Bulls got a huge lead, yeah, just take the points. Yeah, live, live bet the points. Uh, but the thing about today that I thought was pretty good was the fact that Zach Levine. He did get frustrated and start forcing it for a little bit, but then he I, he like deferred to Demar for a shot. And I feel like that kind of reset him, and he was just like, "I don't have to force it." That's been the case with in a lot of situations early on uh, this season. I feel like in the past where they needed a bucket, or for example, in that Toronto game when shit started to break down around them, it would just be all of a sudden they stopped moving the ball around. It'd be Zach trying to throw up hero shots. They were people awkward. watching. <laughs> yeah. And obviously they wouldn't hit and they would just piss down their legs and fucking blow that blow that lead. This year's team, you have plenty of options to go to when you just need to say, All right, everybody calm down. Let's just go get a bucket and get back on D. And honestly, I feel like that's the reason that AK set this team up like this. Because mm-hmm. you have three three guys that can Score the ball really well uh, with Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and fucking Vooch, Vooch Um So if one of them is having a bad day, maybe even two of them, you can lean on the other one or two. Yep. Like Vooch hasn't been great. He was he shot like what like forty something percent on um on Monday's game against the Raptors. He was fucking struggling. That boy was that boy was breaking like layups and shit. He yeah, was like he right hasn't had the he hasn't had the best of starts. To the season today, he started playing well though. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that's the reason that they set the team up like this. And surprisingly, um, because everyone thought that their defense was going to give up a shit ton of points, they have great hands. So they are deflecting passes. Oh yeah, you have the role players like uh, Alex Caruso that I know everyone on social media hypes, but he's infectious. He fucking. Is running around everywhere like that energy, that effort he puts out. Energizer Bunny, I was about to say. Yeah. Oh man, no, he's they've been doing a good job of really playing team defense. Yep. Lonzo has done a great job just being an ISO defender. Correct. But as a whole, like you said, they've been doing a good job of their hands team defense. They're switching, they're keeping their hands in passing lanes. They're getting a bunch of deflections, even. Even their help defense, like when, when someone when you, think, so when you think someone's beat, all of a sudden Lonzo's coming in from behind and swatting the ball away, or Patrick Williams will come around and, you know, just get a block yeah, when and someone the, going to the rim. And the small stuff is the fact that teams in the NBA know that they are a handsy team, where mm-hmm. they like to try to deflect, or they try to put their hands in the cookie jar, so to say. That's going to allow them to get away with calls as well, because they're not going to get called as much because they do it so often. Mm-hmm. It's kind of different sport but like when the seahawks had the legion or boom everyone said that they would fucking hold in the secondary every fucking play because you can't call it every play right so like the bulls (laughs) if they keep doing it like they're they're not going to call it every play so they're going to get away with a lot of them 
Yeah, the guy that I, I felt that's been uh, the boy that's playing for his paycheck is Javante Green, boy. Javante Green has been fucking great off the bench. Yeah, he, he has. There's no quit in that man's game. No. He 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 goes up for offensive rebounds like a motherfucker. I think he jammed on someone, I think, on, on that Monday game. He dunked on someone off of an offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. Uh, put back dunk. Um, he's been everywhere on defense. He doesn't give up, even though it was funny shit. They put put him up, put him in defensively for Vucci Man. Yeah, and they were like, Adam Adam to me was like, you're giving up a little bit of size here. Yeah, it's like, like a little. It's a difference between Stacey King and Adam Amin, boy. Like, <laughs> like a little bit of size, a little size, like seven two versus like six five, like. <laughs> But what happens? They end up getting a stop. Like, yeah, for yeah, for real. My 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 only concern so far, uh, it's it's kind of a concern. It's a question mark right now. It's something I'm going to keep my eye on. Is Patrick Williams? Now I know with with bringing in this this new team, he's going to get a limited amount of looks now offensively. But that doesn't mean that should affect him on a defensive end. I don't think he's been great rebounding so far early on. Uh. We're seeing the same kind of hesitation in his offense that we did last year. Right. And if you're only going to get four, five, six shots now, you better take him, man. Yeah. So, I don't know. For, for me, I was talking to Cam. Shout out Cam. We're going to be hoping to talk to Cam Smith in the near future here. But I was talking to Cam at work, and I told him, if if Patrick Williams had Javante Green's energy, his game, that's that's what you want his Patrick attitude. Williams to play like. His attitude. We want yeah. that kind of aggressiveness from Patrick Williams. Yeah. On the boards, driving to the rim, taking a shot when he can. That might not be him, man. You know what? That crossed my mind a little bit. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. I saw that, and I was like, he might not have it. Yeah. And he might not have it. It might be like Andrew Wiggins where you have two, three plays where you're just like, holy shit, like this is the number one pick. This yeah. is a top four pick. And then the rest of the game, you don't know where the fuck he is. Well, let's like, not. Let I me mean, let's not get crazy. He's still super young. Yeah, he is. But so it, the thing is, it, you would think the fact that, and, and not necessarily on the offensive end, for me, the the thing that has been a struggle. He hasn't been that great defensively this year, mm-hmm. and like you said, he hasn't been rebounding. So if you're you're with three guys that can score, you know you don't have to worry about that end. What else has to be done? Defend. Better get on that glass, boy. I'm telling yeah. you. Birdman gets paid, baby. Yep. So you you have to fucking get your money's worth that way. And, you know, if he if he gets four or five shots set up for him a game, he can get another three or four by crashing the fucking glass. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, that's, this is what they this is what this Bulls team needs because right. they're undersized. They yeah. need help in the paint. Yeah, and he's he's long enough where he can have the advantage against threes and even some fours just off of his quickness. Yeah, so it it, it is a point of emphasis that he has to work on, but it, I mean it's still fucking early that, in his career and in the season and in the season. I guess basketball don't start until Christmas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a hot side for the Bulls, and uh, uh, I don't know. You take the peak of that schedule the first three weeks of November, the next twelve. Holy games. <laughs> fuck, they got a. They got a, a hell of a, a schedule here coming up. I think it was 12 games in a row where it's just like playoff team, playoff team, playoff <laughs> team. <laughs> I think it started today, didn't it? Well, yeah, it started today with the New York Knicks. They got Utah at home, luckily. 
But then to kick off November, Boston, Philly, Philly, Brooklyn, Dallas, Golden State, Clippers, Portland, Denver, the Knicks again. All the way, right? No, not all the way. You got some of those mixed in at home, but. Do they still have the circus trip? Um. Because I don't think they have the circus at the UC anymore, right? I don't think they, yeah, I don't know if they, the circus actually is coming to the UC, but they do have this, this uh, West Coast trip here. That's the Golden State, Clippers, Angels, Portland, and Denver games mm-hmm. all the way. That's going to be rough. It's, they if, got a, they got a tough, a tough three week stretch here. We're, we're really going to see, uh, what would you what be they're made with? out of here? What would you be happy with for the next 12 games? 500. That's what I was thinking. Unfortunately, five hundred six. Just, go, just give me six and six. Show that you can compete. Just give me six and six, and hopefully, and then you're not getting blown out, or you know, you're getting embarrassed here. But and this team shouldn't. It's going to happen like twice. I would say. What? Do they get blown out? Yeah. Hmm. I'll say twice, just because I mean it's the day in day day out. Yeah, it's the grind of basketball, and it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, again, you just hope this team is competitive. Like you said, they got a bunch of pieces now where they don't got to just rely on Zach. I feel like, remember last year, a lot of those games were, were just choked away. Yeah. <laughs> there was a – was that the Kings or the Portland game where Zach got tied up? I forgot. It was one of those. It almost happened. Well, that's what happened in Portland, too, where he almost got tied up, and then he just fumbled the ball, and Dame just stepped back, yeah. hit a shot over – when they did the Jari, yeah, like it was that West Coast trip. I remember being fucking brutal, yeah, because they could they had like three of those games in the bag and they just choked them away. Yeah, and the Kings weren't that good last year, so it's like how the and it was <laughs> yeah. the the Bulls were a team that wanted to make the playoffs mm-hmm. so bad. That's the reason that they traded for uh, Lucevic, but yep. they fucking blew those games, and it's it's weird. And that gave us hope for the season because you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, they lost, but look how close those games were. Right. And we were even right there on winning some of those. And and that means that they're not going to give up on some games. So that means even though when they're 10 points behind in two-minute situations, they're still going to bust their ass. Last year, they would have been like, I let Kobe Wright fucking run as fast as he can. Like, <laughs> and the whip passes to the corner <laughs> or right behind them. Let, De- let Denzel Valentine cook. Like, <laughs> oh, that Miami shot. Who can forget? Never forget. <laughs> Shit. Zach Levine looked at him like <laughs> <laughs> his reaction was just like, and and then there's another a couple other times where Denzel Valentine fucking ran into Zach Levine near end game situations. That was that was when when Zach had a chance at a game winner at the top of the three point line at the top of the three point arc. I remember like Denzel like drifted toward him. He's like, "What, are you, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? Go run to the corner, run somewhere else, draw your defender away that, from me. The fuck? That kind of happened today for the DeRozan shot against the Knicks. Uh, Vucevic kind of yeah leaked over to the corner, which th- th- that's what sucks about today's basketball to get like nerdy. Everyone gets taught to go to the corners, and in those situations, it fucked him up because even though he went to the corner three, he may have been open for a second, but you're bringing an extra defender to DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And that's when the basketball that gets taught today fucks up the entire situation. Right. Like, you want to go through lanes if you're driving the floor. Like, right. spread out. Yeah. Spread out, but not when you're inbounding a ball and the guy trying to take the game when he shot is drifting to the to the corner. Right. You know you have five seconds left. Like Right. 
But I mean, the the Bulls have been exciting to watch, which is a fucking great twist. Um, your boy fucking Jack has been exciting as shit too. Can we talk about the World Series now? Yeah, we can. Fuck yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for a lot of reasons. I'm rooting for the Braves. So am I. Because a, I hate the Astros. True. You probably do too, since they bounced your White Sox while we were in the. We're still waiting in Vegas. We're waiting for all the votes to get counted. <laughs> uh, I don't think. Anyone's rooting for the Astros, really, outside of Houston. I'm such a hater that when when the Sox won the first game here at Comiskey, that I was like, if they won Game Four in Comiskey, they have to be fucking cheating. That means that they we haven't beat them at home once, and then they lose like fucking four out of five games, or it would have been like five out of six games here at Comiskey. Like, come on now, like they they gotta be fucking cheating, and then they whoop our ass. But yeah, fuck the Astros. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, the other funny part is the fact that PETA is getting involved during the World Series. Oh, fucking PETA. Dude, I, I, I laughed at that headline in this morning. PETA is addressing MLB and are hoping to influence them enough where they stop referring to the bullpen as a bullpen. And now call it the arm barn. <laughs> and when I read that headline, I, I literally laughed out loud. So did I. In my kitchen. I almost spit out my coffee. It was, that was, I thought that, I thought that was like an onion article. So did I. Or, you know, old school heckler. Shout out to heckler. Because I was like, there's no way this is a real fucking thing. I, I saw it on Twitter. I, I saw it on Twitter. I thought it was fake at first. But that shit was fucking hilarious. That shit's a real thing. The arm barn. That's what I'm going to start calling it, honestly. Honestly, it's not a bad name. If if it was, but if it, it was it, anyone else, if it was a different joke from anyone else, it wasn't PETA. It wasn't them being like, "Oh, bullpens are cruel to bulls." It's like what, like, what? The fact that they brought up the word barn isn't that something to do with animals too? Yeah, I don't think. Well, I mean, that depends on what you're keeping in the barn, I guess. But you're not like caging up people and prodding them with electrocuting bulls because that that was her whole beef with the with the with a bullpen oh it's rodeo to cows don't they do that to cows and shit like that when they fucking and chickens when they just like overfeed them and shit i mean now you're now you're breaking down semantics it's like it's like saying like oh isn't every well well, it's a it was a fucking it's a crack house what are you talking about we can't call it a house true don't they sell crack in it? It's like no, that's only not a home. that's only some crack, <laughs> it's only some crack houses that have that situation. It's not it's not every house. So that's why I don't think every barn is 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 that some barns are just houses for their animals. Peta horses. I am disavowing Peta. <laughs> but that fucking thing by Peta, like I said, it's a funny ass name. It was, and I, it's not a bad barn. suggestion. It, I I laughed because I liked it and it was funny. But Peta. Come on, Peter. Choose what, a different fight, what, please. What are you doing here? <laughs> Out of every animal cruelty thing, you, you want to talk about something that has nothing to do with animals. It's just a bunch of dudes hanging out on the opposite side of the field. <laughs> just watching the game, hanging out, having some coffee, drinking some seeds, and once in a while the phone rings and they're like, hey, why don't you start you throwing a little bit? Get to fucking work. Why don't you start throwing a bit? <laughs> we might use you. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So they stand up. No one's prodding them. No one's force feeding them. No one's getting them to... No one's getting them to, you know. Uh, that's not true because they did have electric shocks in Houston. A uh, little buzz. A <laughs> little, little buzz buzz. I don't know. 
fucking peed on it. <laughs> the R barn, it, uh, it's, I say we run with it. Uh, yeah. Not it's because okay. of PETA. Because it's but because hilarious. we fucking want to, and because that name's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. I'm gonna start calling it the arm barn. That's funny. For even in, in the rest of this World Series, hey, who's warming up in the barn? Who's warming up in the arm barn? Hey, get him up. Hey, and get him up. That <laughs> call arm barn. They did a. They did pick a fucking great time to bring that shit out because I, I saw today that the World Series viewership numbers are up. Um, and game one, or was it game one? Yeah, I think game one was. Was a fucking badass effort by Charlie Morton on a fucking broken leg. Charlie Morton on a fucking broken leg. Pitched some fucking gas, boy. Got three more outs after that. Two strikeouts. And on one of them, you saw his like ankle give did, out. Didn't Because I, I, I was trying to see, I was, I was looking for a replay as to like, did he take like a liner off the shin? Like, what the fuck happened? Like, I'm, I'm trying to like look up videos. And the only thing I saw was like, he threw a pitch and it was a slow mo. They slow moed it, and yeah, his ankle or like his leg like awkwardly moved. Yeah, so his his like anchor leg, his left leg, because he's riding. He, when he threw the pitch, it looked like his ankle snapped or something. It like right? buckled, it, but like it normally, moved. I would say you see like a knee buckle. It happened like in the shin area. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck <laughs> was that? And he kind of he kind of like leaned over, trying yeah. to. He try grimaced to a little bit. He like grabbed at it. And he decided, you know what? I'm still going to get these next three outs. Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> and I think one of them, he, he had to cover the base, right? Or was yeah. that just a weird replay no, sequence replay, that I saw? Replay. All right. Well, never mind. Well, still, he got three more outs, two of them strikeouts. And one of them was On a, 90, a fucking broken leg. One of them was a 96 mile per hour fucking fastball. When his plant leg is broken. <laughs> like, that's fucking. Yeah. I saw a. That's how you know baseball's dead, though, because no one's no like no one really talked about it much, except for like obviously Twitter for that one day, though. That's true. Like the OBJ catch, they show to this day, like, <laughs> and it was a fucking it was a catch that happens like every week now. Charlie Morton fucking pitched ninety six on a broken leg. Fucking Daniel Jones made a catch like that. <laughs> exactly. Maybe it's the jersey. Maybe it's the oh, Giants yeah, jersey. Maybe. maybe there's something to that, but. Bro, that that was such a fucking ballsy performance on his end. And they ended up winning game one. Um series tied one one. No no game today on Thursday. That's a good fucking series, man. Young Jock out here fucking uh talking about why not fucking us. Ja- yeah, young Jock and his pearls and his Rizzo bat. True. Like I said, the, the entire world is rooting for the for rooting for the Braves. Yeah, everyone else except for like Houston. Is is any is that team ever going to be likable again? Or that, that that group of guys probably not. No, but even if they like disband in like you know fucking three four years, uh, yeah, and people for people forget, forget about forget. it. Yeah. But as long as there is that group and it's the Astros and they're rocking that orange at Minute Maid, they're gonna yeah. be like fuck those guys. Yeah. It, w- once Altuve and Correa specifically, I think. Those two are the center of it. I saw this funny tweet. Back to the Charlie Morton thing real quick. Because I just found the tweet that I was looking for. <laughs> Jeff Pass tweeted out. Charlie Morton threw 10 pitches on a broken leg. Sat down for a half inning. And then threw six more pitches. The last two of which were 96 mile per hour fastballs. And an 80 mile per hour curveball to strike out Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve. So yeah, Charlie Morton threw 16 pitches pushing off of the mound with a broken leg. And some guy quote tweeted and said, I burned my finger taking a pizza out of the oven tonight. Still sliced the pie, sat down, and ate a few pieces. (laughs) (laughs) 
fucking big cat also replied and he was like i did a podcast after a dog bit me so i understand <laughs> like and the funny part is is a, or like i don't know this is irony this is the ironic part i'm not quite sure how to use that word properly the funny part is that like this is a sport where they're like oh i got a blister i gotta go on the 10 day dl that was an unwritten rule that was broken. Oh, fuck. My back spasm. Oh, I got to go sit down, guys. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I fucking rolled my ankle a bit. I got to go I'm on the... I'm out for 60 days. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sport where, like, every little thing, they hop on the IL for so long. Some people broke you, a nail because of their pitching hand. They got shit. a hangnail. They got a fucking <laughs> blister developing. It's just like, guys, <laughs> what the fuck... I get there's 162 of these. You're getting paid but like millions, you can push through a little bit of millions of dollars to fucking play a, a game that kids play. And now you get a you get a story of a guy <laughs> with a broken fucking leg getting strikeouts in the World Fucking Series. You know what was my favorite part of all that shit? Uh, Chris Long, former NFL player, just decided to troll the NH like the hockey fucking fans and all the hockey people. Yeah, because he was like, "All right, cool, congrats, baseball. And now you're the second toughest sport." <laughs> so then nonstop for like. Literally at least 12 hours, 12 to like 16 hours, people were fucking sending him tweets telling him how he was dumb because like NHL players and like hockey players overall are badass. Like someone, someone had, um, fuck, there's a player got hit in the face, broken nose, all the blood that you can see in the fucking world just gushing out of his like face because he had to have like reconstructive surgery and shit. But he got his nose stitched up, came back into the game by the next period and he was just like and he was just like well you don't skate on your nose so why the fuck are you complaining (laughs) like and all the hockey people were like shut the fuck up he was trolling yeah but it was fucking hilarious because people were fucking biting the bait nasty (laughs) but it's a good fucking series one one yeah series tied up one one going luckily the the brace as they say stole one in houston true they they now got they home to, field uh, advantage back. Yeah, now they head to Atlanta for three. I feel like that used to be a big thing when we were younger, right? They would always say, "You got to steal one. You, you got to get one on the road." <laughs> it's not a series till till the till the till road, the road team, team wins. wins. <laughs> so technically, a seven game series. If the home team wins every time, series never started. Does it even count? <laughs> like, and is the ultimate series that one series we saw between the Astros and and Washington, where the road team won, won every, every time? game? That's bananas. That's a fucking crazy stat with that one. True. All right, let's talk about the Bears now because they've been the other embarrassment. They got beat. The fuck, Dan? They got beat Dan by Tampa, which we we expected the loss. I don't think we expected uh, to be that ugly, that inept on offense. I started Justin Fields in the fantasy team because I was like, <laughs> they're going to have to throw. I was like, they're going to have to throw. This Bucks secondary isn't really great right now. They're kind of beat up. This is the this is the week that Justin cooks. That they let Justin cook. And what ended up happening? What do you throw? Like fucking three picks. Got sacked a billion times again. Three well, points. The other thing is something that I brought up middle of the game. I just texted. You, I was like, does. Does Justin Fields stink? <laughs> like, and for like a second, you're like, 
Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I didn't think about it. It did cross my mind a little bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'll be lying to you if I said I didn't. I didn't panic. But I think that's just because you know how I panic about things sometimes. So you like to pick at it. <laughs> uh, I I still don't think Justin stinks. I still think Nagy and this entire system. I don't give a fuck. If they it's gotta go. Who it is, but whatever whoever's calling plays, whether it's Laser, whether it's Nagy, Handy Dalton, fucking who gives a fuck? Dalton, like, whoever, whoever. This doesn't matter. We've seen time and time again that this offense can't really flourish under whoever is calling plays. Agreed. I I think everyone has had the sentiment that Nagy got to go, especially after that fucking shit that happened. You can't lay that many duds as an offensive-minded coach. Yeah. And something that was smart that uh, Sylvie did, shout at Sylvie, from from ESPN ESPN 1000. On Twitter, he was like, who do you think has done a worse job, Nagy or Pace? And everyone put Nagy. And he's like, you guys always complain about the offensive line. You guys complaining about how we can't get playmaking wide receivers. That's that's all pace. Like I think they both suck. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're both god awful at their job. Well, I wanna if you tell me no, you have to keep one, I don't want to make that decision. I don't wanna choose any one over the other. I hate them both. I think they both suck at their job. Yeah. Nagy might be worse. I'm not gonna lie. He may be worse. I don't know, man. I, I would say pace because of the setup that he is giving Nagy. The line, yes, the line is is god awful, and that all falls it, on pace. It's, it's been bad for like how many years? No, you're right, you're right. But you would think a better play caller or a better coach will know how to call plays okay. or put them in better positions to succeed. Yeah, and, and the other thing, they might, I'm not saying that with the, with a good head coach that they can take this Bears team and be fucking playoff contenders or anything like that. The, the, but a good coach would know how to kind of work around what they have. They would get up at least ten points against the Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, they would. They would put up a better effort over competitive teams, yeah. which Nagy has shown that he could only beat the fucking shit, the Lions, and the Texans last year, and the Jaguars never got awful. That's a conference game, baby. You know, it counts as two. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's been fucking embarrassing being a Bears fan. But the, the only thing that it worries me about fields is the fact that and I'm I'm honestly like taking this year as a I just want him to progress like continue yeah progressing so that we can you know at least feel like you're going to be a future quarterback for the team the thing that's been scaring me for him and we talked about her bit while we've been away he hasn't had a good statistics game no and usually even if you're on a shit team you have one game where you get garbage time fucking stats. Which is why that's this kind of what I expected in Tampa, right? Yeah. No no one expected them to win, obviously, but fuck, three points? You were I, I was expecting them to score at least twenty, honestly. Like twenty was the minimum that I was giving them. Because they're the Buccaneers defense hasn't been good. Their run defense has their run but, defense is good, yeah. Yeah. But their secondaries stunk. Yeah, they've been hurt. Made them look like fucking all stars last week. <laughs> And, like, the most passing yards he's had is, what, like, 240? Something like that. That's his, like... No, 209. 209? Yep. That's his his high? Yep. 209 against the Lions. He's been bad. He's been bad, but I... So, it's just, like... I have been panicking, and and, and you're right. I I didn't expect 
Justin Fields in the game to translate to wins for the Bears right away. Right. If at all, this year. But we did want to see progression, like you said. We want to see him getting the ball downfield consistently. Quick. This offense making the right decisions, hitting the open receivers. And I I still don't want to... Obviously, it's too early to make that judgment on Fields if he stinks or not. Right. But also, like we talked about this line, it's god-awful. He's had like literally two seconds yeah. to make a decision or to get the ball out. Which, come on, you, you, that can't be a fair evaluation for any quarterback. Yeah, exactly. They were showing that the quickest uh, out-of-hand passes are from Ben Roethlisberger, 2.30 seconds. And I believe on the sack time for Justin Fields, I believe... Most of them were like 1.8. It's like 1.8, yep. Yeah, and it's half a second, and people may think like, oh, well, you're fucking, you're an athlete, just juke around for a couple of seconds. But like, yeah, now you're off platform, and you're going to throw a bat pass. Yep. So I, I, I understand what you're saying. It's just, you know, there's a little bit of a down, <laughs> a little bit of a down there. But it's not Justin's fault. At least I, I, I'm still telling myself that. You you know what the funniest thing? So this week they were playing against the 49ers. Yep. I did not expect this, but the media is turning on Kyle Shanahan. They're saying that his record is worse than Nagy's, which it is. He's only had one good season, the Super Bowl season. Right. But it was at the beginning, so everyone's like, oh, shit, we got something here. His offenses always look awesome, but then – they always like end up losing like fucking twelve games a year and shit, <laughs> and like they can always say like yeah, the players are hurt whatnot. But at a certain point, like you are picking those players, like Lynch is picking those players, you know? Yeah. So this week it's like the mediocre bowl for the fucking Forty ers against the Bears. This is a bad game for the Bears for both. It's a bad game in general. I haven't seen a fucking under forty point over under in a while. It's been a long time. <laughs> 39 and a half over under for the Bears. Fucking they're a Bears uh, football baby. They're, <laughs> they're a four point underdog at home. Yeah. Which means on a neutral site, there would be a whole touchdown underdog. <laughs> like, I don't think that's a thing anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. It's not really a thing. I saw somewhere that it's more like two points now. Okay. If at all. If you really want to, if you really want to put a number on it, it's probably like two points. So that'd be a four point swing, right? Because do you take away two points from the team that is home? Oh, on a neutral site. Yeah. Yeah. On a neutral site, yeah. But. Yeah. And now Nagy has COVID. There's a mini outbreak in the, at Hallis Hall. The funny <laughs> the funny part, I heard all these clips from uh, coming out of Hallis. Um, what I find kind of funny is that everyone's like, yeah, no, it's kind of the same. Like, I don't really notice any difference. And it's like, that's kind of bad if you're the head coach and, like, no one misses you. That's what, that's what you want to have. Justin was like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of the same. And the the, the guy that uh, that's taken, I'm forgetting, his name is escaping right now. Special teams, uh, special teams coordinator is taking over as the acting head coach. And he, I heard a soundbite from him today saying, like, yeah, it's been kind of the same around here. That's fucking terrible. I think Nagy. He's Do you think Nagy gets desperate enough for his job where he benches Fields? No, nah, I don't think so. I think, so, if he benches Fields, I think he'll get fired on the spot. I don't know. He's talked around a lot of things. I, I think the reason is because 
I think the upper management is starting to see that he is grasping at straws and he is just, he's like doing coach speak when he's in the uh, press conferences. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. He's not saying anything whenever he gets asked questions. And at a certain point, they're just going to call him on his fucking bullshit and just be like, all right, I know we usually don't do this, but get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, you can only hope, right? Yeah, I, I don't think he'll be allowed to make that choice, if that makes sense. Yeah. not I can see him want to. It crossed my mind <laughs> a bit, because I was like, this is a guy that's literally playing for his job. Because Justin Field may stink. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, not necessarily that. I don't know. Maybe because, I mean, he was so fucking... He was so high on Andy Dalton at the beginning of the year. That's our quarterback. And he really, really trusted Andy because he's a veteran quarterback because he 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 knew how to make the right decisions. And I can see Nagy and his dumb way of thinking saying, this quarterback, I know Justin's learning. I know he's he's young and all these reps are, are may or may be good for him, but he's getting hurt a lot or he's getting hit a lot. He's not getting the ball out in time. He's not reading these blitzes correctly. So maybe just because the lines stink. True. And regardless if you read the blitz or not correctly, you still have under two seconds to throw the ball. I can see him th- talking himself into saying, well, right now, the Bears are what? Four, three, and four. three and four? Three and four. I can see him talking himself into saying, like, uh, you know what? Maybe with Andy there, we can get a shot to still salvage part of the season because... Like you said, it's a fucking mediocre team coming in the San Francisco 49ers. Pittsburgh hasn't been all that great. Yeah, you got Baltimore, then you got Arizona, but then you got Detroit after that. So, in Nagy's mind, three out of the next four games might be winnable. Could he turn to Dalton? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think he'll be allowed to. I truly don't. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Dude, oh, hope it feels better, but it'd be awesome. I don't want that guy as my head coach. It'd be awesome if Andy Dalton's like, I'm the fucking head coach now. All right. <laughs> fucking sit down. I'm calling the place. What if what if fucking Nick Foles? I was about to say <laughs> What if Nick Foles goes to uh goes to an, in the offensive room while they're drawing up the game plan and he's like, guys, just, just let me call plays for the love of God. <laughs> like, let me do it. All you guys are fucking stink. I told I tried telling Nagy on the sidelines when he Off tried fucking working. up my flow. And in the beginning of this year, I, I was just looking at it on the field and saying, yo, this ain't working good. It'd be funny as shit if uh, they had, like, team meetings and he was leading them. And was just like, all right, whatever the fuck we just talked about, forget that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he calls the players only meeting afterwards. Yeah. He just, he goes to uh, college with it and he has those, like, like billboard things that he's just like. Has the I, random singles on it. Yeah, and it's like, this is the play. <laughs> <laughs> What if we had the answer to our offensive play calling problems on the team this entire time? And he's just been a quarterback. Collecting what, twelve million? Twelve lead, nine, twelve, something like that? If they more than that. And lead us to a Super Bowl. <sighs> As the new head coach, Nick <laughs> B D folks. <laughs> <laughs> what that means something different in Chicago? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, he settled down, Nick. <laughs> I wouldn't walk around the city uh, saying PDN. Saying that, saying that with any kind of a... 14 million. There you go. Let's pick this game just because we feel we have to. 
Bear down. Bears at home. Bears plus four. Over under 39 and a half. Give me the fucking over. <laughs> I wanted the over too. <laughs> it's too goddamn low. Yeah. Justin Fields was talking kind of spicy this week saying like, yo, I feel a breakout game coming. And someone followed up. They're like, what is there something you've seen in practice? Or like, what is it that makes you feel? And he's like, literally said, I just feel it. He, he woke up feeling dangerous, baby. I just feel it exactly. So give me. I'll, I'll do the same thing. I'll, I'll ride with that. I'll, give me the Bears forty nine ers over. Not confident about it. Smash but it. We got to play it. We got to fucking play it. The rest of the slate isn't that great. As we get into our whiskey picks for the weekend, as we kind of wrap up the show, the Saturday slate of games and the odds, they're not, not that great. I don't really like them. I don't really like any of these games. A couple of them, sure. Have my eye on them, but I got my eye on you. I don't feel good about any of these games. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to kick it off? Here you go. All right. For my first game, it's going to depend on the health of one Dakota Prescott. As you know, I've been riding with the Cowboys, the best cover team in the NFL so far, and it's been paying off for me. But now Dak's hurt. He's got an ankle, right? He's yep. got an ankle or calf. One calf. Two. You know, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. He's got a calf. He's not sure. They're not sure if he's going to play. He went through individual practices so far today, Wednesday. Um, and the bookmakers don't think he's going to play because early on in the week, this game opened up at Cowboys minus two and a half. It has now flipped the complete opposite way. It is now the Vikings minus two and a half. Now, there's been some reports out of Dallas that there's, they do think that he's going to play. They're not completely, uh, on the money yet because he still has to pass something. He still has to practice. But I think what we've seen from Dak is that he doesn't really necessarily need that practice time because he was held out of practice for the preseason because of his shoulder. And he came out of the gates firing. So uh, I will be careful with this pick. You don't have to take it, but I will take the Cowboys plus two and a half. Even right now with the uncertainty of Dak possibly not playing. If he plays, obviously, I feel a lot more better. A lot better, I should say. A lot more better. better. (laughs) Give me more better. If Dak plays, I obviously feel a lot better about this pick. But even if right now with with the question mark, I'm I'm picking this game because I believe he would play, even though nothing has been officially announced yet. So give me the Cowboys on the road, plus two and a half. Good fucking pick. I would have done the same thing. Um, Game that I'm looking at is Chargers-Patriots. Uh, spread is Chargers at home, minus four. Patriots plus four. Over-under is 49.5. So reason I think this game is intriguing is because last year the Patriots fucking beat the fucking brakes out of the Chargers. <laughs> like, I, I think that's statistically Justin Herbert's worst game played yet. I think that was a game that it was like 40 to like zero, 48 to zero Jeez. or some shit like that. Let me double check that. But with that being said, Justin Herbert has been playing out of his mind this year. This year, I mean, besides against the Ravens, that was only his like his only blemish so far. I know they've lost other games, but that was his only like bad game so far. And the Patriots defense isn't the Patriots defense of old. Um, no, they've been like hit or miss this year. Dak Prescott fucking threw on them. The only teams that they look good against are shitty teams. Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Even Dolphins, like, their defense played well against them. They lost against them, but their defense played well, you know. Everyone else has been beating them. Um, I mean, I guess the Buccaneers game, but it was fucking raining that day, wasn't it? Adele, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the tears from all the fans. Of course. <laughs> so I'm gonna take the Chargers minus four in a fucking revenge game, boy. And plus fantasy breakout star of every year in my mind. Mike fucking Williams, baby. Let's go. You've been right on that. I was just like five years too early. Yeah. For <laughs> real. You but you stuck around through the back injuries. Do the hamstrings. I saw the potential, you know? You were like, one day. Ladies just know I'm loyal. One day. <laughs> one day that guy's going to be a star. And I'm going to be here to tell you I told you so. I'm going to tell you. What if I told you? <laughs> Those fucking ESPN 33s. What if I told you there was one guy that never lost faith in Mike Williams? Who? Mike Williams. True. And, and I his feel like- name was Lee's out of Chicago. And I feel like everyone's hyping up Mac Jones. The only banker who saw the potential in one athlete. Banker slash podcaster now. Hey. Hey. And never lost hope. But no, man. Lee's. I, I feel like everyone's hyping up Mac Jones because of his pacing. The one guy. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. In the world. It's uh, funny. Um, everyone's hyping up his fucking pass completion percentage. It's because he fucking throws it two feet away. <laughs> it's true. Can so, we get Jacoby Myers? He scored a touchdown. No, he, nah, he scored Myers. one last year and they yeah. got called back this year too. Against, no, yeah, this year, this past week. Like, God, let's let's get that guy a touchdown, please, for the love of God. He's actually pretty good too. I, I know that's so, what I'm saying. Why hasn't he got that? So, I, I think it was he, the weirdest thing. I want to say who's the first thousand yard receiver without a touchdown. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's an interesting game. Has a good of a good amount of. Oh, and the, the Chargers fucking run defense stinks. So, Damian Harris, good. Has a lot of fantasy stars, so I, that's the reason I'm interested in this game. So, it's Chargers minus four. Yes, sir. All right, cool. Uh, for my second game, or well, third game, I guess, let's just pick the Bears. For my next game, I'm going with the Buccaneers, who we just saw kick the face in of the Bears and embarrass them. I'm taking the Buccaneers minus four and a half. Visiting the Saints, I... I know I said I wasn't going to pick any games involving the Saints because they confuse me. I, uh, they're a weird team to bet on because they're either scoring five touchdowns on the page, on the uh, on the Packers, throwing for not even 200 yards, So you're going, or they're just ass. So you're going minus four and a half? I'm taking the Buccaneers minus four and a half because, like I said, even though the, the Saints are at home and they uh, they confuse me a bit, I have a lot of faith in the Buccaneers. Can I interest you? In a Marquise Callaway. In Anytime a, touchdown. In a Jameis Winston revenge game. Oh. <laughs> oh. No. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> and we just talked about the Tampa Bay secondary being ass. What if this is just the game that he's just like, no. fuck it. No, no, no. <laughs> fuck that. I, I refuse to because they're indoors. It's Tom Brady. Antonio Brown. I think, no, Antonio Brown's still out. He's still out. But Tom Brady, zero elements inside a fast track. Fuck the Saints. Tam Brady. Bing bong. <laughs> I think Tom Brady gets it done. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm I sorry I'm not bringing this down like I broke down the other games or how Lee's broke down the Patriots Chargers. I just see this line, four and a half. Smells funny to me. Might be a reason why it smells funny to me. But I, I'm I'm still gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the bait. I'm gonna go uh Buccaneers minus four and a half for this game. My second game is going to be the Monday night football game. The <laughs> Chiefs. <laughs> Versus the Giants. Only because do the Chiefs stink? No one knows. It is Chiefs minus nine again at home against the Giants. 
over under 52 even. So I'm going to say tease this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seriously, what is wrong with the Chiefs? I think they just fell in love with the big play and they just consist- consistently like go for it. And they think they can just get away out of get a, get out of any jam. Yeah, to put in now, and and they refuse to take like the free cheese, just like doing like 10, 12, fucking sixteen play drives, like Tom Brady in the like Tom Brady is okay with doing eight fucking check down passes to Leonard Fournette for six yards each because he knows that it's going to make a first down, yeah, and to bring you down the field. I feel like Mahomes in his head because the defense stinks. He just like pressing a little they bit. Really more. stink. Yeah, you know what I kind of want to do. Gonna say the Giants plus nine. You gonna take Giants minus nine? Monday night football game at Arrowhead. I can't see the f- that crowd is gonna be rocking. Chiefs minus nine. Do they have same game? Oh, you gonna same game parlay hit? No, no, no. Do you have to on DraftKings? Do you have to click the same game to actually get like touchdown? Yeah, touchdown. Yeah, because they have like a whole separate like category of of things you can Better. parlay together. I want to see what Daniel Jones's rushing yards. Well, let's see. We could cook that up. We could cook that. We could cook up that same game parlay right now. Let's could. see. And just get that. Like if it's like twenty four, it's because it's not. Popular. I feel like closer to game time, those uh, player props come out. Yeah, yeah. You might you might not see them right now. So Daniel Jones rushing yards. You have your eye on, huh? Mm-hmm. My other thing about the Giants and it. This is what got me in trouble last week. All their offensive weapons were seemingly hurt. I don't know who the fuck they trotted out out there. And I looked at that game. I was like, man, there's no way the Chargers fucking. I mean, the the, the Panthers lose this game, right? <laughs> Your fucking boy, Sam Darnold. Hey, he's been stinking it up lately. Turned into a pumpkin. Stinking it up lately. But I saw that. I was like, the fucking Panthers minus three over an injury, injury-riddled New York Giants team? It's no way. It's no fucking way. Ain't no fucking way. 28 and a half. It turns out there was a way. And they lost. Twenty and a half is the Daniel Jones rushing prop. Yeah, like you got a, a big smile on your face right now. I, I think that's gonna be my pick. Just that pick, just the Over player prop. And a half. Hey, you, no one said you can't pick a prop on these games. Exactly. No one said you can't pick a prop on these games. And, All right. And I honestly feel like the Chiefs' defense. It's like he you might get that on one fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never thought about looking for a prop as my my whiskey pick. I might might have to take a closer look at that. Fuck it. Where did you find it at? In my heart. Um, or it's just, or it's just a regular when uh, it, it's in popular, and you got to keep fucking scrolling Dan and then Dan and then Dan. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. I found it. I found yeah, it. that's fucking annoying. Twenty eight and a half. Fuck it. Daniel Jones rushing. I'm riding with it. Take the over. And if you, if you parlay all the picks right now as we speak, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I have to say that, like, as a disclaimer, right now, <laughs> Cowboys plus two and a half over for the Chicago Bears for forty nine ers thirty nine and a half. Chargers minus four, Tampa minus four and a half, Ooh. over twenty eight and a half for Daniel Jordan's rushing yards. If you parlay all five, it's plus two thousand four hundred and thirty nine. Let's fucking go! Ten dollars will get you two hundred and forty three. Mm. Mm. That's a parlay right there, folks. Fuck it, I'm putting money on it do right it. now. Fucking do it, do it for the yet, do it for the yet. There you go, done. <laughs> <laughs> we ride together, we die together. <laughs> All right, well, that concludes this episode of Yap Chicago. Once again, visit tribecoffeeco.com and use promo code YAPSHY for 10% off your order. Follow us on Twitter at YapChicago underscore or on Instagram at YapChicago. Don't forget, give us a call, 312-985-6006. Don't be shy. Give us a call. I think I, there's some messages on there, but they're pretty old. 
I gotta <laughs> check. We might play him next week. I, <laughs> I got the number, but I gotta check the message. You, know. you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Twitter at EP773 underscore. Follow Lee's at Twitter, Lee's922, and on Instagram at Alicia Corral JR. For Lee's, I'm Edgar. This is Yap Chicago. Mike Williams, breakout year. Let's fucking go. We're fucking back, baby. Yeah.